Now it is Chafe Adar. So that's a very holy energy. Here we had two Adars. So two times we should celebrate the Rebbitzin's birthday. So the birthday of the Rebbitzin. Very special Koyach. We are in chapter 38. And chapter 38 takes us to a new level of depth of thought. What we were discussing yesterday was how does kavana, how does intention impact the mitzvah? Our sages said that if one prays without intent, it's like a body without a soul. And we said, what does that mean, a lifeless body? But that can't be, because if you pray without intent, it still counts that you did the mitzvah. So it can't be a corpse. A corpse would mean a zero. Praying without intent isn't a zero. It's a 60. It's not a zero. So what do our sages mean? So the Rebbe explained that what they mean is prayer without intent is like the energy of the soul of the body as versus the energy of the godly soul herself. And we explained that in everything in the world, there's soul, there's godly energy. But every level is different as per the development of that thing. So your body has soul. And of course, your godly soul is soul. But just because we're using the same word, soul, soul, and because it means loosely the same thing, godly energy, godly energy, it's not at all the same. How can we compare the godly energy of a piece of flesh to the godly energy of your godly soul, which is a piece of God himself. So the same way that's incomparable, the same way we understand that a body has soul, it's existent, but it's nothing like the soul, the life force of your godly soul, that is the difference between prayer with or without intention. Prayer with intention, like the vitality of your godly soul. Prayer without intention, like the godly energy of your flesh, of your body. Today, the Rebbe is developing this further by actually creating an independent metaphor, meaning the metaphor, the muscle, the parable of the body with soul, the body without soul, is not the Alter Rebbe. This is straight from the Talmud. This is our sages' explanation of the concept. So it has a big advantage because it's straight the words of our sages, but the Alter Rebbe is going to give today another level of parable, another metaphor, which has a lot of advantages. And how he explains it is, think of the stratas of this world. We have inanimate, vegetation, animal, and man. Now, all of that is part of the physical world. You have a physical rock. You have a physical tree, a blooming tree, a living tree. You have a cat. And you have a human being. They're all part of the physical world, which means all of them have godliness that got very, very constricted to get into this world. Because for godliness to get into this world, it has to go through a lot of constriction, as we were discussing yesterday. But once that godliness is in this world, though all four of them have, we're going to say it's the same godliness, it's all klipas naiga. Let, let me change the, the details a little to make it all klipas naiga. You've got a rock, you've got a tree, you've got a cow, and you've got a Jew, the body of a Jew, all Klippas Naiga. So it all has the energy of Klippas Naiga. That's its soul, the soul of the rock and the soul of the tree and the soul of the cow and the soul of the body of the Jew. 
But even though it's all klipas noiga, it's obviously differing degrees and intensities of klipas noiga because a tree needs a lot more life than does a rock. And a cow needs a lot more life than a tree. And my body needs a lot more life than a cow. So as per the degree of life necessary, that's the degree of investment of soul in all of these four things. So what's the advantage of this metaphor? We'll see more later. But just for today, in the beginning, how we understand it is, it's bringing out a very basic point that the Lord wants us to understand. On every level, it's the same energy. But on every level, there's a different manifestation of the energy as per the need and therefore the receptivity of that item to the godliness. A human body has a lot more life going on in speech and in intellect in abilities than does a rock. So even if I'm sitting with the same godly soul, life force, Klippas Naga, the rock is being vivified by the soul of Klippas Naga energy, and the body of a Jew is being vivified by the soul of Klippas Naga energy. That's true. So it's the same thing, right, but wrong, because a rock is a piece of inanimate matter. So it doesn't need that much life because it doesn't have that much life. As we go up the strata, as there is more life, there's a need for more life, which means there has to be the same thing, klipas naiga, but a much more expansive form. That concept, it's all the same, but it's much more expansive, is the point of kavana, meaning a mitzvah with kavana, with intent, with thoughts, and with feelings which every mitzvah is supposed to have. Every time you serve God, you are supposed to have your mind and your heart involved in it. Our sages say prayer as a classical example because obviously if you're praying and your mind and heart are elsewhere, like what are you doing? It's lip movements. But truly everything we do, everything we do, you're cleaning your house for Passover, cleaning your house for Pesach. Your mind and your heart are supposed to be involved. Everything we do is supposed to have the involvement of our mind and our heart. So what if I don't have my mind and heart involved? I didn't do the act. I went and visited the sick. I cooked for someone that just had a baby. I had my clothes checked for shotness. And my mind and my heart wasn't all involved. I was just doing these things. I didn't do a God's will. You did God's will. 100% you did God's will. And God knows his will was done. And the godliness being drawn down by the fulfillment of his will happened. But even though it happened, energy that was drawn down does not have the ability to freely shine. For the life to freely shine, we need intent. We need kavana. Just as you could envision if a beautiful sunny day outside, which in Chicago it might have been five minutes ago, it might be five minutes from now. You wouldn't really know. But at this moment, it's a beautiful shiny day. Beautiful sunny day. And your shades are tightly shut five minutes ago it wasn't so the sun's there but the light's not coming into your room because the shades are closed if you draw open those shades or if there's blinds and if you turn it and suddenly the light's streaming into the room the light was there the whole time but because your shades were closed the light couldn't penetrate and illuminate the room that's like the difference with or without intent, with or without kavana. The light's there. You drew down the light. You did the mitzvah. But can that light shine and illuminate you? For that, the greater the intent, 
the greater the involvement of the mind and the heart, the more the light drawn down can shine and make an impact. And that's the point we're trying to say here by saying the light, the life of a rock is Klippas Naga. And the life of a body of a Jew is Klippas Naga. So Klippas Naga, Klippas Naga, it's the same thing. In a sense, yes. But the higher the needs of life, the more expansive and shining that energy is. So you did a mitzvah without kavana. You did a mitzvah with kavana. The same light came down. Yes. But it can't shine. For the light to really shine, for that we need to draw open the window shades. For that we need the kavana. Any questions? Let me just add one point that I should have added here. Which is, so what is this kavana? So today the Rebbe gives us the simplest, simplest kavana. That's good. We like simple. So we will discuss more as the chapter develops, the next chapter. But the most basic kavana is actually mental, even though in general we will think of kavana as emotional, but mental is easier for us. The most basic, basic kavana is Hashem, God, I am doing this to connect to you by fulfilling your will. So any time you do something, that God asks us to do. You're doing a mitzvah. And you think, I'm doing this because this is your will, and I want to connect to you by doing your will. That is kavana on the most basic level. And with that kavana, you're opening up the window shades and you're allowing the light drawn down by the mitzvah to stream in, to shine in, and illuminate. I have a question. 